0: This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by ActorRated.com. The internet's only place to find ratings and reviews for headshot photographers, acting classes, and more. See what other actors are talking about and recommending. To learn more, visit ActorRated.com.
1: Welcome to episode 62 of Inside Acting. I'm A.J. Meyer.
0: I'm Trevor Elga.
1: And on this podcast, we interview actors, directors, managers, agents, anyone involved in the entertainment industry, and package it up into a podcast and bring it to an internet near you.
0: That's right. And we are just two dudes with a podcast. We don't pretend to know all the answers, and there may come a time on this podcast where you hear something that we say, or that our guests say, or that we allude to that might be wrong. So uh, if you feel that way, get in touch with us. You can... Leave us a comment on our website, email us, tweet at us, leave us a voicemail. There's a million different ways to interact with the podcast and be a part of the discussion. And uh, to get started with that, just head over to our website, InsideActingPodcast.com.
1: And on this episode, we've got part two of our two-part interview with, uh, what are we calling them now? Web Frontiers
0: person. I believe that is the official term (laughs) now, yeah. Yeah,
1: copywritten, (laughs) Inside Acting 2011, with uh, Web Frontiers person Bernie Sue. Um, who's gonna talk to us a little bit more about uh, his uh, foray into the uh, web content world and how he sort of parlayed that into uh, other jobs for himself. So stick around for that. So, uh, wow, what... uh, what a week! What's been going on uh, in your world, Trev? Uh,
0: uh, what has been going? On? I worked a lot. I've been working a lot since uh, first squad closed. Um, I think I logged uh, over forty-five or fifty hours this past week at one of my one of my day jobs, and that was in addition to our theater ensemble actually moving out of our of our space at the powerhouse. So between those two things, it's been uh, it's been pretty busy and kind of bittersweet for me because I I not only reentered the working world <laughs> now, but we've now kind of severed ties with our our home base, our artistic home base.
1: Well, not the ensemble, but the uh, but the physical space of the of right. the powerhouse theater. Oh my god! You know what's funny is like I'm I must be suppressing the time I spent dealing with that because I completely forgot that was part of my week this week, like. I spent two entire days at that theater packing us up and and moving us out of there, and and like I was sore for several days afterwards because of how much heavy equipment I was hauling uh, out of there. And 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 you brought it up, and I was like, oh yeah, we we did do that. Yeah, I, totally I know. I, I feel horrible
0: that. too. I was only able to make it over there for a couple hours, but I was working so much that I didn't have a chance hey man there were um, there
1: were people who didn't show at all so uh do not feel bad at all yeah we rented a 24 foot u-haul truck and 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 just packed it with all of our stuff and moved it into into storage it's a very surreal experience you know six years worth of our you know stuff um tangible things that allow us to make our art really really strange really strange I, I think I was gonna say I think it's for the better, you know. I think it's really going to benefit the company, and I think that uh, best days of our ensemble are ahead of us, you know. Um, and other than that, uh, things have been really slow as far as the business goes. I have like you, like like you have uh, sort of refocused on the the thrival job aspect of my life to to try and uh, recoup some of the losses that inevitably happen when you're doing free theater a
0: lot and a lot of makeup for lost time almost yeah yeah
1: yeah, exactly so i've been doing a lot of that but uh it was really interesting i got a call from my manager um last week and and she said hey nothing urgent but give me a call back and um because of our our schedules being off we didn't talk for like a, a couple more days after that it was this really interesting phone call because and i hope this is a sign of a good manager, because it felt that way to me. So I guess that's what matters. But she called me simply to say that things were slow for everybody right now. She like proactively called me not like I was calling her saying like, why am I not getting auditions? Why am I not going out? Because I'm not that actor. I usually don't do that anyway. But she called me to let me know that things are really slow for for people in my sort of age bracket, I guess she said. She said that, like, not a lot of her clients that are my age are going out right now. I thought that was really interesting because I didn't seek that out. Like I said, it was uh, sort of something she uh, volunteered, if you will. It was welcomed, for sure. Like, I, you know, I really, uh, I thanked her and um, we had a good talk. We talked about, you know, some of the things that I'm going to be doing and some of the stuff that I'm up to. And, you know, it was pretty cool. I mean, because the thing is, like, you know, we, we've talked about it so often on the podcast. Like, if nothing's going on, uh, audition wise or whatever, you just go out and make your own stuff happen. And, and Trevor, you and I have been talking to, uh, Alex Allrich, who wrote and directed Constantine, that short film that I did. You know, we're, we're probably going to be starting on a, a project together here pretty soon. Uh, Misusing Irony, which is the other uh, short film that I did around the time that it did Constantine, just won the, um, audience award at the socal film festival um
0: hey congrats dude
1: thanks man yeah it was pretty it was pretty fun like i went down there and it was cool to see it on a big screen you know like it it was in a legit like movie theater so to see it on a big screen like that was was a lot of fun and then we won the uh the audience pick award or whatever like people could vote for their favorite movie and and we won for that so Awesome. awesome um so yeah so there's you know like a lot of really cool sort of um what are we calling it? DIY stuff on this podcast? Like just basically, you know, the, the stuff that you make happen, you know, so that you're not sitting around waiting for stuff to
0: happen. Right, right, right. Actually, on that note, I should say that um, my short film, Donor, seems to be moving along quite nicely. It's It's actually officially finished now. I think just today. Oh, congratulations, I- man. Thanks, dude. Uh, it's it's a it's a that's a weird experience too. But just today, I looked at the final color corrected version. So that's all set, and that's uh, that's been that's Ben Bean submitted to festivals. Is that grammatically correct? I don't know. That has been doing that. That has been going through that process, and uh, now it's officially done, though. So that oh, and you know what I should also mention um, to kind of rewind a little bit is uh, I did hear from my agent on that whole under five principal thing. Oh yeah yeah review. yeah, and I'm getting the principal rate. Awesome. So uh, so yeah, it wasn't even a a question uh, in his mind. He was like, "No, no, of course they give you the principal rate. They can't hire you as a principal and cut your lines and downgrade your pay." Right. Which is interesting because the casting associate told me for sure I was going to be an under five.
1: Well, like I said, your agent's the one that deals with the contract. You know, like the casting person, their job is to is to call you in, get you in the room, maybe do a pre read with you, kind of um, you know sift down as it were to the uh, to the to the top uh, actors for that role, uh, and get you in the room with the director slash producers. And that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, I'm not condescending to their work at all. I'm just saying that they're not involved usually with contracts. Um, the only time that might come up is if (sighs) there's like a budget and they know they can't make an offer to, you know, some A list or B list or C list actor, um, or well-known character actor or something like that, because they have a a budget that they have to adhere to that's really cool i'm glad you updated our listeners and and me on that um i was curious about that whole thing
0: it was funny i had a lunch with uh alexis Boozer yesterday who you know i know you know personally but um for anybody listening she she was uh the the other actor opposite me in my short film donor and um she's uh dating this guy who's in that show homeland that just premiered on showtime oh the yeah other day and she said it's funny because it's like the same like this this level of the level of fear I guess that he experiences uh, i'm not going to say his name because i don't want anybody to think badly of him or anything and this isn't a bad thing at all but he is like a, he's like a major player on this like cable like major primetime cable network tv show and he still feels like he's done nothing with his life he's still terrified the show could get canceled like he doesn't know where his next uh, gigs going to come from like He's, he's almost more uncertain than somebody in our position because we have our thrival jobs. He gave that up. And now he says his days are just like empty. He's like, I shot the season. Now I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't go out in auditions now. It's like she was telling me and it was just baking my noodle. I was like, oh, my God, it, it doesn't change. Yeah, it never ends. Change. And and she said she went to the premiere with him and they were talking to the writer of the show. And the, the writer was like, I've never been here before. I've never done this. I. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm terrified. <laughs> you no, know, it's it's so funny. You you get to these levels and you think like these big wigs and these these professionals and there are people who are probably good at hiding it, but I really think that everybody and I've said this before on the podcast. I really think everybody is kind of scared shitless in this industry.
1: I agree. I, and and you know two things usually happen uh, when it comes to like the smart actors. Well, maybe I shouldn't say smart because one of these options is kind of nuclear but two things sort of happen people people usually end up picking picking two paths either somebody comes up with some kind of passive income for themselves or, or or active income some kind of thrival job that they're able to survive on while they're quote unquote waiting for the next gig or they get out because they just can't deal with the uncertainty do you remember when al gore uh was sort of riding high on uh uh Inconvenient Truth. He had just won the Oscar for for best documentary. Um, he was doing his, you know, concert on seven seven oh seven. You know, the world concert for gl- you know global sure, yeah. climate change, like all that yeah. stuff. And everybody was saying, like, like hoping he would run for president. Like, run for president, run for president,
0: run for president. He had a book out. He had a book out that I read. that yeah, was, everybody thought was his like presidential, his like the the pre bid right his presidential bid
1: right. He, and, yeah, exactly. That that time. And he was really, really popular at the time. And he was winning in polls, even though he had never announced a run. Anyway, I saw him speak um, both on television, and then I got a chance to see him speak in person. And um, it was so funny, because every time I saw him speak, he would introduce himself as a recovering politician. Yeah. And I thought that was such a perfect, like, coin of phrase. I heard somebody use it, for acting the other day and I'm trying to remember what the context was or who it was, but it was a, I know it was a female actor and she said, I'm a recovering actor. Basically her point was that she just, she could not deal with the uncertainty any longer. And so she, she got out and I can't remember what she's doing now, but it's interesting to me how long people last in it. Having studied it in junior high, high school, college, post-college, like it's interesting to watch people sort of fall away at each sort of level mm. and mm. Uh, and then sort of be here in the position that you and I are kind of in the middle of it and uh, knowing sort of the people that we know who are running the marathon, not the sprint you know it's it's interesting it's it's not for the faint of heart
0: it's yeah definitely not i had the i had this conversation with alexis and also with my dad this week where i was just you know i i think we all especially you know creative types are are a million different people you know from one moment to the next and you know there are definitely plenty of times where i'm like why why am i what am i doing man like i just turned 30 and like what do i have to show for what i've done and where's my where are my finances and what you know I need to think about my future. And I start thinking about these things. And I had the conversation with my dad. And I think the next big challenge for the next kind of chunk of time here for me is to figure out how to kind of cope with this on a spiritual level, because I'm not giving up. I'm not leaving. But it's like, how do you how do you be okay with where things are when you know you you're ready for the next level? Like you said last episode, you're ready on a a very kind of uh, tangible sense. You kind of need it for your life to advance but it's like where how do you come to peace with that you know
1: yeah it's a tough one i've been uh, i've been kind of struggling with that myself um you know had a conversation actually with my huh, with my mom the other day cuz you know things have been tough on the uh, on the money front lately she literally said the sentence to me like when are you no longer struggling and that hit me really hard because i was like maybe never like, yeah, she was like, she was like, what if you want to start a family someday? And I was like, M- maybe I can't like, I want to, I'd like to get married and have kids. It's something that I've, I think I want. And and, and I had to be like, uh, I don't know. And potentially <laughs> never. Yeah. You know, because as of right now at 27, like I can only, I, that's, I have like a one track mind, which is that I have to do this. It has to work out, as it were, you know, like I don't have any other options or or
0: whatever. Yeah. I think we should we should maybe even just toss this question to our listeners. You know, what what do you what do you guys do when you have these moments where you're like, what am I doing? You know, how do you how do you reconcile so many of the uncontrollables in your career and your life and hang in there on a spiritual level for the long haul? I think we've put that question out before. Uh, yeah. but, I'm going to throw it up on the, as a poll on our Facebook page, too, I think. See what people want to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Send us – I think we got a
1: couple of responses last time, but I'd really like to know what people's uh, what people do to sort of um, be content or recharge their batteries or whatever. I mean, look, I'm going fishing with my dad in Utah next weekend, and I couldn't be more excited. And I know that time away from, from L.A. is going to do me a lot of good so yeah so let us know send us an email give us a call
0: anything else you want to add before we we jump into this interview with Bernie
1: no let's do it Um, so enjoy uh, part two of our two part interview with uh, uh, Bernie Sue Um, some really awesome uh, stuff to say on the uh, the whole web world and and like I said how he parlayed that into uh, some other jobs so enjoy
0: It's so, it's so interesting talking to you because I'm realizing, I mean, I I knew this before, but every time I sit down with a guest like you, it's, it's so cool because I realize how much of a business it is and how you've really got to think about all of that when you're thinking about the projects that you're working on. Absolutely.
2: And I think it's also for actors, you know, in general, I mean, um, this is an observation. Okay. And and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. And and you can certainly disagree with me. Um, in general, I feel that actors kind of fall into two general buckets. It's not you know, black and white. But there's the actors who, who are all about the craft. They're like, you know, they want to become better actors. They want to, you know, play good roles and great roles, whether or not they're getting paid gobs of money or they're getting fame and red carpet stuff. And they're actually, usually these people are very introverted. They're kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't want the attention. I'm okay. I just want to play. I just want to work, yeah? mm-hmm. A- And I And I respect that so much. I think that's great, okay? At the same time, you have the actors who are just attention pe- people. Like, they want to they be stars, and that's you know, and I respect that too. To be honest with you, I I, I think it's it, it's admirable because if you want to become a star and you and you seize that opportunity, well, you have all the power. Like who has all the power? The stars, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. And so you want to seize yeah. that power. I I definitely respect that. Um, and you can certainly be a great actor and a star, right? You know, and, and vice versa. You know, um, but it, it's like so if you're taking from the actor's point of view, like if you're building yourself up as a Uh, and what defines a star is audience, right? People who admire what you do, who will follow you and your work. You know, if you're building yourself up as a star in in the loose, you know, definition of the term, then, well, guess what? You have an audience, you know? So one of the things that I always tell tell actors when they ask me about working on the web Besides the, if you're going to do your own web series, make sure you look amazing and are acting your <laughs> ass off, and it's a it's a great piece for your reel, you know. And it almost leads your it leads off your reel, except for something that that was broadcast. That's on broadcast, right? right? right, like right that right. is your lead piece. Like that's the absolute number one goal. The second thing is if you're working on a web and you start building your, your social media fan base or your audience, like the power, right? It's hypothetical, right? Uh, if you have 50,000, you as an actor, have 50,000 Twitter followers and 50,000 Facebook fans. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, that's a a pretty daunting number, but let's say you do. Okay, me as an independent producer, hypothetically, would go like, well, gee, if I cast him into and put him in my show and he just tells his fans, I'm going to get 100,000 views. Right. Right? It's not, yeah. it's not 100% conversion, but you get right. what I mean there, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 100,000 more eyeballs than, than if I cast some other actor who doesn't have this. Yeah. Okay. So, hypothetically, those of you actors out there listening, why not start building up your, your, your Facebook fan page, your Twitter following? Now, I'm not saying being gratuitous. Don't go like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. That just gets annoying, right? But I'm saying, why not have it there? Why not have it there? The, what what my friend Tim Street calls the cash register, the cash register, right? In a sense, not that you're they're paying the social media is paying you directly, but it's something there where you can kind of it's like a bank where you can save stuff. So mm-hmm. another hypothetical, right? Right now you don't have. Uh, I'm not. I don't know your last name. Algot. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> so right now, uh, um, so right now, like you don't have. Let's say you don't have any, any fans at all, okay? mm-hmm. and you go out and and, and and you're on CSI one day, okay? And, you, and CSI is seen by 10 million people per episode at least, right? And, they, and you play this great character, okay? And I and, and, and so naturally, people out there, whether it be just people in Minnesota or whatever, just the, who are not part of the industry, uh, and people in the industry, they see this great, they, they see this actor that's played this role on television. They're going to look you up, right? Okay? And naturally, they could go to IMDb, of course, they, and find you that way. But, you know, the fans, they're not going to really care about IMDb that much. They're going to, like, kind of want to interact with you and go, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, you were, you know, know, God was so amazing, you know, right, in in CSI. And then you interact with them, and now you're starting building your fan base. And now you've grown that, okay? You're not being gratuitous. You're just having a way for them to contact you through social media, Yeah. right? And why not grow that out? So, again, you know, maybe that CSI episode is, like, this massive thing, and it wins an Emmy and all that stuff. and. you know, it's shown all over the world and he's net you 10,000 fans. And now uh, I, me I as a filmmaker comes in and goes, "Oh my god, you have 10,000 fans." <laughs> right? right? Right, I'm going to cast you in a role that you may not you know, might may not be an absolute perfect fit for, but you can do it
0: and you're going to bring eyeballs. And you're going to bring eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really that's really funny. I, I know, you know, I noticed this a little bit. I wrote a I wrote a short film it was actually just a scene that I wrote that I wanted to shoot with some friends on the, you know over the weekend a few months ago, and it eventually kind of grew into this thing. And um, long story short, um, Mark Gant directed it, mm-hmm. and he was you know using his his you know Mark Gantness to kind of promote it. Sure. and I got like I got like twenty five Twitter followers a day for like three or four days as he was talking about it because everyone was like. Oh, cool. If Mark's working with this guy, this guy must be awesome. You know, it's just like, wow, I didn't do anything differently except work with Mark. And then all of a sudden people were like, kind of like, who is this guy? You know? So it was kind of, it was, I I saw that kind of firsthand and it was weird. It was, I understand it, but it was weird. So, and, and, and now those followers, assuming that they stick with you.
2: Yeah, I don't right? even know if they're still with <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's assume like even half of them stick with you. you yeah. Now you have, whatever, 50, 100 more followers, mm-hmm. right? From this, just kind of working with Mark Gantt for whatever, it was, it was a day. Yeah, it was a day. day, it was a day. Yeah, shoot, a day. Yeah. A day shooting with Mark Gantt, you know? And, and Mark, Mark is a great, is a, is a great social networker. So like, you know, it's good, it's good that you work with him, right? You, yeah. You see him yeah. like, he, he definitely looks out for the people he works for. For sure. You know, works yeah. with. So, um, but that, I mean, that's kind of like my, my, basic advice as far as you know social networking i mean i was actually i was actually asked this question at a panel from an actor it's like how does an actor you what should what should an actor do with social networking mm-hmm. right and you know i that's why i say i said like there's no reason why you shouldn't have a twitter page and or facebook fan page you don't have to you don't have to shove a bunch of content down our throats you don't have to tweet every five minutes about what you're doing just have it there and then respond to people who reach out to you yeah you know? They they say like hey I saw this one short film that premiered at the Minnesota Film Festival and they they, they thought it was so good that uh, that they looked you up and they were and they, were, they reached out to you on Twitter well gee say thanks <laughs> right yeah yeah right. you know and, and uh, really appreciate you know reach, reaching out yeah so. transparency
0: is huge it's so huge these days absolutely
2: absolutely yeah. you know like people you know in this day and age where everything is just so reachable I guess you know like everybody's generally just uh, accessible. Not yeah. everybody is, but like so many people, it just seems like everybody is. Yeah. Right. Um. It 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 just it's, it's interesting. You know, like I mean, essentially, you know, in, we're in a day and age where you can go on the go online and essentially interact uh, directly with Lady Gaga, right? Mm-hmm. Not that she may respond to you, but you you know, you can follow her on Twitter and you can at reply her, and maybe just maybe she sees it, mm-hmm. and then maybe just maybe she responds to it. You know, granted that Lady Gaga probably gets hit up. Thousands of times, thousands of times per day, but the 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 the, the door is there, yeah. right? Beforehand, like you know, before, you know, ten years ago, before Facebook, before Twitter, there's no way to do this. You know, you can't like you know, you can't email Madonna. Right? You know,
0: <laughs> right. right, right, you know, so yeah, there's a wall of people around. Her. Yeah, there's a wall of people around here. But now it's it's so direct, and also you know that affects a lot about how I feel about that person. If I'm on Twitter and and they're being just a jerk, or they say something kind of that I don't like, or maybe they they uh, I don't know if they do something that, that I don't like, and I see that, and I guess that's subjective, you know. But like, let's say somebody's on there being racist or something. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I don't like that person at all, you know. And I'm like, they're going to lose my fandom or whatever you want to call it, and probably a lot of other people's as well. So I feel like it, it's it's really important too to be to be completely transparent.
2: Yeah, it's it's a tool. Like, yeah. I mean, again, like I know many actors um, that are don't want. They're so uncomfortable with it; they don't want anything to do with it, mm-hmm. right? And I, I completely respect that. I get it. You know, you, if you're not a public person, you're and, you're and you're a private person, then yeah, you may be a little awkward on on Twitter, on Facebook, and etc. And you just don't tweet or status update, what they call yeah, it, right, um, right. all the time. But at the same time, there's no reason why you shouldn't have those channels. Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. Be yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, as case in point with compulsions, the main actor, Craig Frank, he has a, he has a Twitter. You know a, a, a Twitter account, and he has whatever three thousand followers, which is actually a pretty s- strong number for someone who's you know not a television star or anything like that. Yeah, and um, you know it's there. You know, does he check all his at replies? I don't know. You know, but it's there. He. But I, I, what I do know is he doesn't tweet that much. It's very rare that he does because he's just not that person. Yeah, you know, it's not that he's being you know a dick
0: about it. He's just. Not that
2: person. Right, right. right? Yeah. So, and I, I respect that. You know? Yeah. And that's, I think that's,
0: that's another trap that you can fall into. I, I, know, I know a lot of actors tend to fall into the, the kind of false sense of celebrity that Twitter and Facebook can give you. And they spend a lot of their time there doing that and not very much time creating content or working on their yes, art. Yes, it
2: is definitely a trap, which is why I, I, I always say you don't have to – don't overshare. Yeah. Don't yeah. overshare. You know, you don't want – you know because you want to have this – kind of like i guess uh quality um oral grounds for what you're sharing to the point where when you do share something and it's very important to you then everybody goes oh my god you know Trevor, just just show your show. <laughs> i better mean, see what this is. Apparently, it's pretty important. Right? <laughs> it's important to him. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's a fine balance to find, you know, where it doesn't take over your life, but you're still providing value for people and giving them a reason to to check in with you and see what you're up to. Exactly. You yeah. know,
2: I, I mean, you know, you, like if you're in a web series and you're and it's releasing episodes every week, and you're in every episode, and you and you tweet every each each time an episode's out, I'm I have no problem with that. No yeah. problem. I mean, you should absolutely do that because if I'm your creator, I want you to do that too. Right. 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 But I don't want you to tweet every hour going, hey, in case you missed it, you know, yeah. in case you missed my tweet from an hour ago,
0: right, you know, check right. out this
2: episode and then the next day doing the same thing. You
0: know, yeah. I,
2: I don't know anybody specifically who's done this, but I'm just giving you the extreme example of the opposite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? no, totally. Yes. Cool. So um, a couple of questions before we, we start to wrap up here. Um, and this first one's going to be a big one. Sure. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who might be listening to this who's thinking they maybe they've got an idea for something and they might want to turn it into a web series or a short film or something? What advice would you give them to kind of get the ball rolling? Um, <clears throat> I would go with, uh, you know, really
2: analyze what your number one goal is you know again going back to the goals of a web series in my belief like there's many goals One can sell it you can you can um, get it picked up for television you can you know as a calling card um, all three are great right yay you know <laughs> right or actually the fourth one is it's just practice like you don't really care you know? you know and every everything you do it should be practice right regardless what it is uh, all you know having all the, having achieving all four of those awesome Wow power to you like amazing you know but that never that so rarely happens that I think you need to focus on one hmm. right so compulsions is an example um self-financed right not all me but you know a lot of it was me and independent never sold right never picked up for television never I mean it was it's been licensed distributed you know across the world on, on online etc and you know it's not profiting it's not in the black right we didn't make our money back you know, but at the same time, I I don't regret that thing at all. It's like a great calling. It's a great calling card. Great calling card. Yeah, and I'm like awesome. Okay, next, <laughs> right? You right? know. It's got. It's you know, it's given me the ability to have meetings. You know, not all over town, but you know, a good portion of the town. That yeah, and not
0: to mention all the streaming attention that you got. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and and um, you know, the executive that 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 bought that project last year for the the studio, like, he he um, you know, I asked him once. It's like, hey, you know, because he, he when I. S- when my agent submitted that project to him, we got feedback back. We got an email back, or something, whatever contact back <laughs> within days, days. Okay. Uh-huh. And when I when I when my agent said he was submitting it, I was like, it's not gonna we're not gonna hear anything for a month. You know, like uh-huh. I was like, yeah, he's got a he's got a, a pile this high, and by this I mean like two feet because he can't see me, right? <laughs> but uh, of things that he needs to read, and he's not gonna get back to me or back to us. But he got back to us in days, like. You know, forty eight hours with questions. Wow. Right? And it, you know, eventually led to a sale, right? So and that was and I asked him it's like, hey, would that have happened if I didn't do compulsions? And he and he was like, no. <laughs> right wow you know wow. Wouldn't, probably wouldn't even read it
0: <laughs> so, wow
2: so yeah, calling cards are important yeah. right calling card cards are definitely important you got to have a body of work whether it's someone that you you know you you've as a writer you worked hard and then maybe you sold something um or you you got staff and then you 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 write for you know the good wife or CSI and that's your body of work great or you've done something yourself that ends up being this kind of you know um Respected, critically acclaimed piece mm-hmm. like like Compulsions turned out to be, and so I'm very proud of that. And I, you know, I'll admit we didn't make any money, you know, on the show, but that wasn't the goal. Is there any future for Compulsions? Um, I mean, it's not; it never really finished. It, yeah, never really finished, and I and I, I regret that, and I apologize to you as as, as a viewer <laughs> that I can. I wanted more. I couldn't give you a complete story Uh there, and I wa- have in my my, my head. it's just like it, it now comes from the learning process, right? Mm-hmm. And so. uh you know, we could absolutely make more, right? Whether we did it ourselves or bootstrapped it or or someone just angel invested and threw down whatever, $100,000 to it, right? Mm-hmm. The problem with compulsions now, at least just kind of my honor code, I guess, and it, maybe maybe I'm just being, you know, naive about it. Because, um, but I go, you know, if if you were to say, Bernie, here's $100,000, make more compulsions. I go, at this point, and you say like just make, just make 10 more episodes just like the way you did it before and, 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 and tell this tell the story right And I go, thank you, I appreciate that, but I we need to have a discussion about how I'm going to get you your hundred thousand dollars back because otherwise mm-hmm. I do not want to take your money. It's just me being you know honorable toward the, the investment right yeah even, even if you go like no, no no it's okay, it's okay. Right? just take the money. It's okay. I go no, no, no. Let's 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 think about this. Like, where can we like use this and build it to something maybe bigger? Maybe maybe sell to television. Maybe construct a feature version of it. You know? Yeah. Again, hypothetically, right? Yeah. So until like that, those, those discussions happen, then I I don't want to bring it back because I don't I don't want to just bring it back to bring it back. I just feel that you know there's so much many better uses of my time and resources. Sure you know um but hey if you know, someone's listening who wants to do this then let's have a conversation but right. at the same time i am not going to take your money unless i know what i can tell you i believe this is going to bring you your money back
0: cool right where do you see yourself headed i mean what what is the what is the ultimate goal for for bernie sue
2: um again it's storytelling um i i've i've liked television so i guess you know television the, t- the goal is showrunning, right mm-hmm. um so you know before it was showing for television I enjoy that process. I actually enjoy the production process. I enjoy the, you know, the the logistics of like we don't have these sets and we got to deal with the actors. I actually like that part. I'm not I'm not a writer who just writes for ten hours a day and doesn't want to deal with anybody. Like I'm I'm a pretty social person, so um, I like that 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 process. So writing a show, whether it be for TV or web, I mean, honestly, um, I'm kind of indifferent actually. You know, Hmm. it 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 really comes down to can I sustain myself by doing by showing a, a show on the web. If, if that were the case, then I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll play on the web for a while, hmm. you know? Right. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole like feature thing, um, don't really care at this point, you know? I mean, again, yeah, if someone wanted me to write a feature and was going to, you know, compensate me for it and yeah, I'll write the feature, but I'm not going, I'm not, I want to write features, you know, right. like I'm not, right. I'm not there. And, and at the same time, uh, there's also directing, right? And I go, someone wants me to direct. Sure. I'll direct. Not a director, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Right. Someone else can direct. Someone else directed Compulsions. They did a great job. He did a better job than I could. Guarantee it,
0: you know. <laughs> cool, cool, great. So um, we should probably wrap this up because we're getting to the end here. So we have t- we have two questions, sure. um, two final questions that we like to ask all our guests, sure. and they're they're a little new agey. So so bear with me here. Um, but the first one is: Do you feel like this career path, this industry, chose you, or do you feel like you chose it?
2: Wow, that is very new agey should
0: have listened to your other <laughs> podcast to prepare for this one uh, but, uh,
2: um did the industry choose me or did I choose it I don't know Value a little bit of both because I, I've always been in California <laughs> you know uh-huh. so I almost feel like you know if, if I grew up somewhere else uh, I wouldn't have, have had this but maybe I would just you know kind of you an opportunity like I'm like you know bye mom go into California see you later <laughs> right uh and I went, to, I went to school in San Diego, so I've always been kind of close to L.A., you know. Um, so I'm going to say, you know, it's, a, it's such a you know, uh, cheap answer, but I'm going to say a little bit of both. Cool. Um, but then again, like, I do believe in my choices, you know, mm-hmm. Like, and, and I've always loved storytelling. I realized this as a child. I would actually, you know, replay episodes of my favorite TV shows with the toys, you know, <laughs> right, awesome. like the exact episode, yeah. And, and, my, and my friend, my friends then would go like, "Why are we playing the exact episode of Transformers we just watched?" I'm like, because it's good, right? Like, because <laughs> it's cool, <laughs> you know. That's awesome, <laughs> right?
0: That's awesome. So, um, uh, that type of thing. So a little bit of both, cool. Yeah, a little bit of both. Cool. I feel the same way, and it's funny. When I was a kid, do you remember Dino Riders? They really came out. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, the, were, the, yeah. They had like a thir- there was like a pilot, there was like a 30 minute pilot that came out. And then there was only like 10 episodes beyond that. And then they kind of tanked the, the cartoon tank. It toys around for a while. But I, I, I got that 30 minute episode on VHS and I memorized the entire episode and I would recite it to my dad at night when he would put me to bed. Nice. And I was like my dad was like, You're such an actor. And I was like <laughs> and, I was, and I would do the voices. I was so into it. It's it's funny it's just that you said that made me think of the same kind of thing. Well you can relate. Yeah. Well you can relate. <laughs> um and the second question, you may have actually already answered this a, a few questions ago, but um if you were you know, this is like the Desert Island question. If somebody came up to you and you only had the opportunity to give them one single nugget of, of, of advice to kind of send them off into the world with, um, obviously, as it relates to this industry and their career, mm. um, what would that one nugget of advice be?
2: Um, one nugget. I, well, I'm going to go with the, I think I had a different answer for a question like this before. But I will say uh, work at being awesome at what you do
0: work at being awesome yeah i like that so just practice 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 own. practice practice own and
2: and you know uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna elaborate on this this was given to me this advice was given to me one by one of my cousin um who is actually the composer of of compulsions but she's very private like mm-hmm. you know very very private and she, and i and you know and she comes from tech as well like uh and all that but she goes you know why are why are all the artists sharing everything they do, even if it's bad? Because that look makes their body of work look bad. They should only be sharing what, what's great. And that's a that's mm. a that's a that's a point of view. You know, sure.
0: You don't have to agree with that. But right? that's that's interesting because I mean I would argue that with the vast majority of artists, ninety percent of their work is probably bad. Yeah. I mean you're you're not you're not keeping every little doodle you, you do. You know, yeah, you're you, throwing most of them out as you get to the good ones. Exactly. Well put it this way. In in the past, Five months. I've probably written uh,
2: that as in not being sold or shot five different beginning up pilots of a web series, of different web series. Five, right? Not going out there going, oh my God, I wrote this amazing pilot about this this week. Probably never going to see it, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You know? And it was just kind of something in my head. I'm, like, I'm thinking maybe, you know, I want to write the story just to see how it plays. Just to see how it plays, you know? And it was, it was practice, you know? Uh-huh. And, and, it go, and it's also the, you know, going to seminars and seeing hearing, hearing other people talk, right? Like, I, I, as much as I appreciate hearing, for example, other writers speak at, you know, the, the WGA events or whatever or Comic-Con or panels, I actually really, really enjoy hearing the business people speak, because they are telling me something from an insight that I am not coming from. So I feel I learn a lot more that way. And, to, and if you understanding that, then I think you have a little more of an advantage, right? Mm, yeah. But, see, but it, it becomes, you know, does it, it, does that make you a better writer? Maybe, maybe not. I think it does. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Right? Yeah. To understand these other insights. Um, so I work very, you know, actively at being, I guess, you know, trying to be awesome. You know, work at being awesome. Keep practicing, like you said. Work on your craft. Cool. Get better and get better and better. And uh, at the same time, you know, have the channels ready for your social media.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. And yeah. I, I like what you said. You like to get other points of view on it, especially business points of view, because awesome is knowing the whole game. Yes, exactly. You know? And so, if you if you know the business of it, you're going to write screenplays and teleplays and things like that that are going to kind of be geared towards making a profit. You know, it's going to be timed correctly. It's going to be you're going to know which market you're playing to. I mean, there's going to be a lot more influencing the work that you're putting out there. That's going to make it a lot more sellable, uh, so to speak. Yeah, I think
2: well, – I mean, here, here let's let's talk, about, let's talk about compulsions one more time about this. And this is yeah. kind of a you know this is. Putting it in context, right? You, when I walked in this room, you said you loved compulsions, and I appreciate that. And and, and you know, a great story had you, you hooked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, awesome. And and, and thank you. And I, that's that's what we're trying to go for. Really? But you know, using the word awesome again as this this grand, you know, was it was it a great success, right? And I go, well, I can give you a bunch of negatives about the show, right? The show never sold. The show isn't profiting, right? Mm-hmm. The show you know wasn't gone to television, right? Those characters haven't had their stories told you know these are all negative things you know so me learning more about the business side of everything gets me you know as a storyteller more prepared to go like well next time i tell a grand story or a big story like compulsions i can structure it more for the business so that hopefully i can i can it can be more awesome right right you know, if if, if you already consider is awesome, it can be even more awesome the
0: next time. Out. <laughs> Awesomer, I <laughs> Awesomer. believe. Is the yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because you'll know you'll know how to position it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, we had we had so many meetings on that show, but every time out, the 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 the, the distributor, the buyer, the studio, whatever it was, they're like, the show's too dark," and I'm like, "I have no refute for that. It's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. The show is dark." It's dark, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's a dark show. And they were like, we can't buy your show because it's too dark. And I'm like, okay. And and, and, uh, again, they preface this by saying your show is awesome. (laughs) Right. Right. It's a great show. It's really intense. You know, the acting is incredible, blah, blah, blah. and, And all that stuff. And I go, thank you so much. And they go, can't buy your show. And
0: like, well, did I, su- did right. I
2: succeed? Right. Is that a, is that a win? Right. You know, you win something, you lose something. Right. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. But they know who you are. Yeah. And they're, they, now they're going to be, you come with them with something else. They're gonna be like, oh, he was the guy that did that awesome show that was too dark that we couldn't buy, but it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> it's it, 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 you know, because I've, you know, on, on the web, you know, because it's on the web and everything, I'm sorry we keep progressing the no, end no. of this thing. That's great. Uh, you know, you, you always have criticisms. And the criticism that I... The, the criticism from compulsions, besides it being too dark or dark, right, is that it doesn't make any money, right? And I go, I will accept that criticism all day because it didn't, you know, and it, and it's not a saleable property. And, it's, and, you know, honestly, like, one of the mistakes I did going into that thing is, like, I can't pitch it to you, like, in two lines, right? Like, what is compulsions about? And I go, it's about the dark side of, of human nature and there's this, you know uh sadistic interrogator and it's like it's kind of wordy and, and not jump it's not like a you know a snappy two line pitch.
0: Right, right. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. right?
2: And and that, you know, it's it's Hollywood, right? We're in Hollywood. It that's that's a that's a detriment to the project. Right. You know, so next time out, hey <laughs>
0: have a have that pitch line ready yeah, to go. That pitch yeah. line's ready to go. You yeah. know? So yeah, wow. Well, that's great. This has been so enlightening. I wish we could keep going, actually, but um, we've got to wrap it up, sadly. Um, if people want to find out more about you, get in touch with you, find you on the web, where can they go?
2: Um, the easiest way, at least as far as direct, is to just at reply me at Twitter. Um, cool. It's Bernie Sue B-E-R-N-I-E-S-U, no spaces, no dots, no everything, just my name. Uh, you can, I have a website, berniesu.com. I don't really update it that much. It's kind of just general stuff about me. Uh, and I'm on Facebook and Google Plus and all that stuff, and you know I'm pretty reachable. <laughs> you know, like cool. if, you, if you want to find me, I'm pretty findable. Uh, if you want to reach out, I do my best to reply to everything. Um, I'm not perfect, but um, I do what I can, and uh, and you're totally welcome to reach out to me.
0: Awesome, awesome. We'll put those links on our on our website so people can go there if they want to find the list of, of Bernie Sue links. Cool. <laughs> so Bernie, thank you so much for being here, man. It was really cool to sit down and pick your brain for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I think this is a lot of fun. All
1: right, guys, welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed, uh, that, uh, part two of our two part interview with, uh, Bernie Sue. Um, yeah, just such a, like, Go get, it was amazing how much response we got on part one just on our Twitter feed alone people just yeah, like eating yeah. it up and tweeting at Bernie and stuff so thank you so much Bernie for coming on and thank you everybody for for sort of participating in that part of the discussion
0: please let us know what what nuggets you took away um, you know post them on our Facebook wall or send them to our Twitter account and we'll uh, we'll retweet them or or comment on them and share them with uh, with other listeners
1: yes please
0: cool so um, so before- we have uh- jump into before we jump into our picks the picks of the week um you wanted to talk about square
1: yeah yeah so i I got something it's a pretty exciting relationship that's that's forming here um I'm, i'm super excited about it and it's another way uh that our listeners can support the podcast actually and and not only can they support the podcast by doing this but they'll also sort of get something out of it them, themselves and it's all free so it's it's just like this amazing win-win-win situation it's a win for us it's a win for our listeners and it's a win for Square uh, as uh, many of you probably don't are not aware of Square is not really doing any kind of affiliate um, programs with with any sort of podcasts or websites or anything they don't really advertise on, on websites they're not really doing sponsorships of podcasts um Nothing like that. So because of our relationship with them and me making uh, them uh, the pick of the week a few weeks ago, and actually it was more like a a month ago or so, maybe more, uh, and because our uh, producer, Nelson, uh, is now working for them, we've sort of... um, slowly built up this relationship with them. And although they're not truly sponsoring the podcast, we do now have an official sort of unofficial official affiliate link with, um, with square. Um, so if you go to our website, you will see that, uh, we have their logo on our website. And if you click on that logo and sign up for their service and then use their service, we will actually get a little uh, kickback um, to the to the podcast. So it's just another way that you can support the podcast, just like going and supporting uh, Samovar or going and uh, checking out Actor Rated, um or donating to the podcast, which you can always do. This is another way that you can support the podcast, but it also shows uh, them that that having a relationship with the podcast is something that is beneficial, mutually beneficial. Trevor and I were so grateful and so humbled by the support of our Kickstarter campaign with Gospel and the amount of listeners that came out to see it and all of that. So if you're not in town, or even if you are, and it's and you know, supporting the podcast is not something you've been able to do financially, not something you've been able to do with the Kickstarter, not something you've been able to do with Gospel by coming out and seeing it. This is a way that you can that you can do it and you're gonna get something cool out of it. So for those of you who don't know about this service or who missed my pick of the week of um, several episodes back, this is a service that allows you to take credit cards uh, using your um, uh, iOS or Android device um, anywhere that you are mobile, All you have to have is a is a connection to the Internet. Uh, you can sign up on their website by clicking on the link from our website. Signing up is free. The device card, the card reader itself is free. The application on your phone is free. The service is free. There's no monthly fee. There's no hidden fees. There's no sign-up fee. There's no contracts. All you do is pay 2.75% per swipe. Um, that's it. So if you do anything with a Thrival job that requires you to take or requires you to take money of any kind, and this would benefit you, uh, then, then please, please, please check it out. I'm talking... To you headshot photographers makeup artists djs massage therapists anybody who who sells anything i know know a couple of people who make make their own jewelry and sell it um this uh could be a benefit to you so um check it out go to our website click on our link um and that way um we'll actually get the credit for it
0: cool (laughs) so uh, i'll jump into my the the picks of the week here i'll jump in with mine first um I actually had a bunch of ideas for picks of the week this week, but I'm just gonna go with this one. Um, I've been reading a lot of blogs this week because I've had some time uh, at one of my my day jobs, one of my thrival jobs to uh, to do that. And um, I came across this one blog that that many of you who are in the blogosphere are probably familiar with. But um, the guy's name is Julian Smith, and his website is inoveryourhead.net. Nice. That's in, inoveryourhead.net, and just to give you an idea of his blog. Here's a couple like here's a couple of his most recent blog posts. Here are the titles of them. Here's the first one, Information is not the problem. And the next one, You are nothing without effort. The next one, How to see the invisible. Newsflash, this isn't my little fucking pony. <laughs> Disobey for the love of god, please stop marketing. The brief guide to sucking at life. Like he just he writes some really good stuff. The brief guide to like, sucking at life. <laughs> <laughs> he He writes some really good stuff, so check it out it's just a it's totally free information and uh as far as I can tell like what's great about it is i'm on his website, I don't feel sold to at all. I just feel like I'm accessing this kind of wealth of information, and I think he makes the the bulk of his income from speaking so um it's not a it's not a salesy blog he's not pitching something to you at the end of every post. he just writes really great articles that that kind of kick you in the butt and get you going so InOverYourHead.net.
1: That's awesome.
0: And yours, my friend?
1: Um, well, my, uh, we lost one of the most um, creative um, visionaries of our time uh, t- today, actually, about uh, a few hours before we started recording, um, uh, because we started recording this uh, just a couple of, hour- of hours after finding out about the death of uh, Mr. Stephen Paul Jobs. I have worked for Apple uh, off and on for about six years now. It's not something I mention often on the podcast because Trevor and I try to keep that sort of part of our lives uh, separate from from the the podcast. And by that, I mean our thrival jobs. Um, so this man has been uh, my boss, in addition to being, uh, you know, an Einstein or Edison of our times. And uh, you know, on on their on Apple's website right now, it says that not only have we lost you know a great visionary, but just an incredible human being. Um, and I really truly believe that. So I was trying to figure out how I could incorporate this into my pick of the week because I thought it was such a special event. So my pick of the week is basically to if if you have never had the opportunity to go back and. Watch or listen to every Steve Jobs keynote you can get your hands on by using whatever means necessary online. Uh, whatever video service you like to use, whether it's YouTube or what have you. Um, gosh, some of the highlights include like you know the first uh, uh, iPod uh, announcement when he sort of introduced that to the world, the first iPhone. Uh, when he was away from the company uh you know when he started the next he introduced uh this software the the next operating system and it, it was it was pr- proof positive that this man lived twenty five years ahead of his time um i mean it, it, that operating system looked exactly like Mac os ten does today and, and and it came out years before. Just years before, um, so uh, you know, give yourself the opportunity. We'll post some of the highlights on on the website. I'll I'll, I'll pick some of the some of my favorites, like the uh, the announcement of the Think Different campaign and and that kind of thing, and and uh, and we'll post those on on the website. But um, it, it is just such um such an inspiring thing. He's such an amazing speaker, um and uh, uh and a very inspiring um man to to watch and and to learn from.
0: Yeah. Oh, he he changed the world, absolutely. He absolutely changed the world. Um imagine where we'd be if Apple never existed. I mean, there's a scary thought. We'd still be in like Windows 3.1 land. Shh, we don't talk about that around here. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, I think what, what what's most amazing too is how he inspired so many people to kind of dig a little bit deeper and bump their standards a little bit higher because he was so committed to excellence in, in every aspect of his business. Yeah. Every detail, you know I mean? Think of all the people that would not have created the things that they've created if they had not been kind of inspired to, to be a little bit bigger than they thought they could be led by his example. You shook his hand at one point, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. He came into, uh, my Apple store. It was, uh, a <laughs> it was on a black Friday actually. And, um, uh, uh, so the store was slammed. I remember that I was there that day. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. And, uh, he, he was just kind of standing around and, uh, you know, uh, I, I walked up to him and, and I, and I stood there until he looked at me and I said, I'm only doing this cause I don't think I'll ever get the opportunity to do it again. And I stuck out my hand and, and I shook his hand. I said, thank you for, for everything. And, uh, he was so funny he said oh thank you and and he said uh, we were wearing red shirts at the time because it was holiday and he said you guys look great in your red shirts which i thought <laughs> which i thought was kind of funny but um that was a really cool experience oh man
0: that's great yeah well you know this podcast would not exist if it weren't for uh for apple
1: yeah well he uh he definitely gave us the tools
0: that's right, and there's a lot of different ways you can support the podcast. You can uh, send us or support the podcast and communicate with us. Um, as many of you guys know, you can tweet at us. Our podcast account is twitter.com slash insideacting, and you can also uh, tweet at us individually. Uh, I'm at twitter.com slash Algott.
1: I'm at Twitter.com slash digital actor we're also at facebook.com slash inside acting and uh, you can leave us a review on our uh, Actor-Rated profile uh, by doing a
0: search for us on actuated. com or at iTunes yeah we we love those reviews and and so many of you guys have written so many reviews that have have really kind of touched me I gotta say I've looked at some of these reviews and been like wow what well, I think I think sometimes when I look at these reviews I think what we're doing is a lot bigger than just talking about acting and that that really makes me feel kind of amazing so thank you everybody who has written those reviews and shared how the podcast helped them it Means the
1: world. yeah it, it definitely yeah. does not go unnoticed
0: and uh if the podcast really means a lot to you <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we ask for your money um this podcast is almost entirely listener supported so um if you get something out of it consider donating to the podcast you can donate in a one-time lump sum of whatever amount you'd like from one penny to one million dollars um and every penny counts or you can become a patron and uh donate to the podcast on a recurring monthly basis in three five ten or twenty dollar increments and uh, if you do become a patron we will feature you on our patron page on the website which is now up and running i've got to put a more prominent link to it in fact the website as a whole needs a, a bit of a redesign but um we are trying to recognize our our monthly recurring supporters uh in, in more ways so thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast um, and if you're thinking about it give it a shot you can cancel at any time and every penny you send our way is tax deductible just head over to our website and click on the donate button
1: Well, I guess that does it for uh, episode 62. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you enjoyed part two of our interview with with Bernie Sue. Thanks for listening. I'm Trevor Elgott. And I'm A.J. Meyer. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. The troublemakers. The round pegs in the square holes. The ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them, but the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some might see them as the crazy ones, we see genius